section thirty four of the cloister and the hearth this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox the cloister and the hearth by charles reed chapter thirty three part one they met the landlord in the passage welcome messieurs said he taking off his cap with a low bow come we are not in germany said gerard in the public room they found the mistress a buxom woman of forty she curtsied to them and smiled right cordially give yourself the trouble of sitting ye down fair sir said she to gerard and dusted two chairs with her apron not that they needed it thank you dame said gerard well thought he this is a polite nation the trouble of sitting down that will i with singular patience and presently the labour of eating also the toil of digestion and finally by hercules his aid the strain of going to bed and the struggle of sinking fast asleep why donya what are you doing ordering supper for only two why not what can we sup without waiting for forty more burgundy forever aha courage camarade le dia c'est convenu the salic law seemed not to have penetrated to french inns in this one at least wimple and curdle reigned supreme doublets and hose were few in number and feeble in act the landlord himself wandered objectless eternally taking off his cap to folk for want of thought and the women as they passed him in turn thrust him quietly aside without looking at him as we remove a live twig in bustling through a wood a maid brought in supper and the mistress followed her empty-handed fall to my master said she cheerily you have but one enemy here and he lies under your knife i shrewdly suspect this of formula they fell to the mistress drew her chair a little toward the table and provided company as well as meat gossip genially with them like old acquaintances but this form gone through the busy dame was soon off and sent in her daughter a beautiful young woman of about twenty who took the vacant seat she was not quite so broad and genial as the elder but gentle and cheerful and showed a womanly tenderness for gerard on learning the distance the poor boy had come and had to go she stayed nearly half an hour and when she left them gerard said this an end why it is like home qui fit francois il fit courtois said donya bursting with gratified pride courteous nay christian to welcome us like home guests and old friends us vagrants here to-day and gone to-morrow but indeed who better merits pity and kindness than the worn traveller far from his folk hola here's another the newcomer was the chambermaid a woman of about twenty-five with a cocked nose a large laughing mouth and a sparkling black eye and a bare arm very stout but not very shapely the moment she came in one of the travellers passed a somewhat free jest on her the next the whole company were roaring at his expense so swiftly had her practised tongue done his business even as in a passage of arms between a novice and a master of fence foils clash novice pinked on this another and then another must break a lance with her but marian stuck her great arms upon her haunches and held the whole room in play this country girl possessed in perfection that rude 
and ready humour which looks mean and vulgar on paper but carries all before it spoken not wit's rapier its bludgeon nature had done much for her in this way and daily practice in an inn the rest yet shall she not be photographed by me but feebly indicated for it was just four hundred years ago the raillery was coarse she returned every stroke in kind and though a virtuous woman said things without winking which no decent man of our day would say even among men gerard sat gaping with astonishment this was to him almost a new variety of that interesting species homo he whispered donya now i see why you frenchmen say a woman's tongue is her sword just then she levelled another assailant and the chivalrous donya to console and support the weaker vessel the iron kettle among the clay-pots administered his consigna courage mamie le blank etc she turned on him directly how can he be dead as long as there is an archer left alive general laughter at her ally's expense it is washing day my masters said she with sudden gravity après we travellers cannot strip and go bare while you wash our clothes objected a peevish old fellow by the fireside who had kept mum chance during the raillery but crept out into the sunshine of commonplaces i aimed not your way ancient man replied marian superciliously but since you ask me here she scanned him slowly from head to foot i trow you might take a turn in the tub clothes and all and no harm done laughter but what i spoke for i thought this young sire might like his beard starched poor gerard's turn had come his chin crop was thin and silky the loudest of all the laughters this time was the traitor donya whose beard was of a good length and singularly stiff and bristly so that shakespeare though he never saw him hit him in the bull's eye full of strange oaths and bearded like the pard as you like it gerard bore the amazonian satire mighty calmly he had little personal vanity nay chambriere said he with a smile mine is all unworthy your pains take you this fair growth in hand and he pointed to donya's vegetable oh time for that when i starch the besoms whilst they were all shouting over this palpable hit the mistress returned and in no more time than it took her to cross the threshold did our amazon turn to a seeming madonna meek and mild mistresses are wonderful subjugators their like i think breathes not on the globe housemaids decide it was a waste of histrionic ability though for the landlady had heard and did not at heart disapprove the peals of laughter ah marian lass said she good-humouredly if you laid me an egg every time you cackle les trois poissons would never lack an omelette now dame said gerard what is to pay what for our supper where's the hurry cannot you be content to pay when you go lose the guest find the money is the rule of the three fish but dame outside the three fish it is thus written ici en ne loge bah let that flea stick on the wall look hither and she pointed to the smoky ceiling which was covered with hieroglyphics these were accounts vulgo scores intelligible to this dame and her daughter who wrote them at need by simply mounting a low stool and scratching with a knife so as to show lines of ceiling through the deposit of smoke 
the dame explained that the writing on the wall was put there to frighten moneyless folk from the inn altogether or to be acted on at odd times when a non-paying face should come in and insist on being served we can't refuse them plump you know the law forbids us and how know you mine is not such a face oh fie it is the best face that has entered the three fish this autumn and mine dame said donya dost see no knavery here she eyed him calmly not such a good one as the lad's nor ever will be but it is the face of a true man for all that added she dryly and i were ten years younger i'd as leave not meet that face on a dark night too far from home gerard stared donya laughed why dame i would but sip the night dew off the flower and you needn't take ten years off nor ten days to be worth risking a scratched face for there our mistress said marian who had just come in said i not t'other day you could make a fool of them still and if you were properly minded i dare say ye did it sounds like some daft wench's speech dame said gerard this is wonderful what oh no no that is no wonder at all why i have been here all my life and reading faces is the first thing a girl picks up in an inn marion and frying eggs the second no telling lies frying eggs is the third though the mistress and holding her tongue the last and modesty the day after never at all marion alack talk of my tongue but i say no more she under whose wing i live now deals the blow i'm sped tis but a chambermaid gone catch what's left on't and she staggered and sank backwards on to the handsomest fellow in the room which happened to be gerard tick tick cried he peevishly there don't be stupid that is too heavy a jest for me see you not i am talking to the mistress marian resumed her elasticity with a grimace made two little bounds into the middle of the floor and there turned a pirouette there mistress said she i give in tis you that reign supreme with the men leastways with male children young man said the mistress this girl is not so stupid as her deportment in reading of faces and frying of omelettes there we are great twould be hard if we failed at these arts since they are about all we do know you do not quite take me dame said gerard that honesty in a face should shine forth to your experienced eye that seems reasonable but how by looking on donya here could you learn his one little foible his insanity his miserable muleerosity poor gerard got angrier the more he thought of it his mule his what crossing herself with superstitious awe at the polysyllable nay tis but the word i was fain to invent for him invent what can a child like you make other words than grow in burgundy by nature take heed what ye do why we are overrun with them already especially bad ones lord these be times i look to hear of a new thistle invented next well then dame muley arose that means wrapped up body and soul in women so prithee tell me how did you ever detect the noodles muleerosity alas good youth you make a mountain of a molehill we that are women be notice-takers and out of the tail of our eye see more than most men can glaring through a prospect-glass 
well as i moved to and fro doing this and that my glance is still on my guests and i did notice that this soldier's eyes were never off the women-folk my daughter or marion or even an old woman like me all was gold to him and there a sat glowering oh you foolish foolish man now you still turn to the speaker her or him and that is common sense donya burst into a hoarse laugh you never were more out why this silky smooth-faced companion is a very turk all but his beard he is what ye call him oser than heir and archer in the duke's bodyguard he is more wrapped up in one single dutch lass called margaret than i am in the whole bundle of ye brown and fair man alive that is just the contrary said the hostess yorn is the bane and hisn the cure cling you still to margaret my dear i hope she is an honest girl dame she is an angel ay ay they are all that till better acquainted i'd as leave have her no more than honest and then she will serve to keep you out of worse company as for you soldier there is trouble in store for you your eyes were never made for the good of your soul nor of his pouch either said marian striking in and his lips they will sip the dew as he calls it off many a bramble bush overmuch clack marian overmuch clack odds bodikins mistress ye didn't hire me to be one of your three fishes did ye and marian sulked thirty seconds is that the way to speak to our mistress remonstrated the landlord who had slipped in hold your wished said his wife sharply it is not your business to check the girl she is a good servant to you what is the cock never to crow and the hens at it all day you can crow as loud as you like my man out of doors but the hen means to rule the roost i know a byword to that tune said gerard do ye now outwit then fem ve en toute saison en astredome en sa maison i never heard it afore but tis as sooth as gospel ay they that set these bywords a-rolling had eyes and tongues and tongues and eyes before all the world give me an old saw and me a young husband said marian now there was a chance for you all and nobody spoke oh it is too late now i've changed my mind all the better for some poor fellow suggested donya and now the arrival of the young mistress or as she was called the little mistress was the signal for them all to draw round the fire like one happy family travellers host hostess and even servants in the outer ring and tell stories till bedtime and gerard in his turn told a tremendous one out of his repertory a manuscript collection of acts of the saints and made them all shudder deliciously but soon after began to nod exhausted by the effort i should say the young mistress saw and gave marian a look she instantly lighted a rush and laying her hand on gerard's shoulder invited him to follow her she showed him a room where were two nice white beds and bade him choose either is paradise said he i'll take this one do you know i've not lain in a naked bed once since i left my home in holland alack poor soul said she well then the sooner my flax and your down he he come together the better so allons and she held out her cheek 
as business-like as if it had been her hand for a fee allons what does that mean it means good-night ahem what don't they salute the chambermaid in your part not all in a moment what do they make a business aunt nay perverter of words i mean we make not so free with strange women they must be strange women if they do not think you strange fools then here is a coil why all the old greasy greybeards that lie at our inn do kiss us chambermaids faugh and what have we poor wretches to set on t'other side the compte but now and then a nice young <laughs> alack time flies chambermaids can't be spared long in the nursery so how is it to be and please you arrange with my comrade for both he is muliarose i'm not nay tis the cur he will want not the spur well well you shall to bed without paying the usual toll and oh but tis sweet to fall in with a young man who can withstand these ancient ill customs and gainsay brazen hussies shalt have thy reward thank you but what are you doing with my bed me oh only taking off these sheets and going to put on the pair the drunken miller slept in last night oh no no you cruel black-hearted thing there there a la bonne heure what will not perseverance effect but note now the frowardness of a mad wench i cared not for it a button i am dead sick of that sport this five years but you denied me so then forthwith i behooved to have it belike had gone through fire and water for it alas young sir we women are kittle cattle poor perverse toads excuse us and keep us in our place savoir at arm's length and so good-night at the door she turned and said with a complete change of tone and manner the virgin guard thy head and the holy evangelists watch the bed where lies a poor young wanderer far from home amen and the next moment he heard her run tearing down the stairs and soon a peal of laughter from the sow betrayed her whereabouts now that is a character said gerard profoundly and yawned over the discovery in a very few minutes he was in a dry bath of cold clean linen inexpressibly refreshing to him after so long disuse then came a delicious glow and then seven bergen in the morning gerard awoke infinitely refreshed and was for rising but found himself a close prisoner his linen had vanished now this was paralysis for the nightgown is a recent institution in gerard's century and indeed long after men did not play fast and loose with clean sheets when they could get them but crept into them clothed with their innocence like adam out of bed they seemed to have taken most after his eldest son gerard bewailed his captivity to donya but that instant the door opened and in sailed marion with their linen newly washed and ironed on her two arms and set it down on the table oh you good girl cried gerard alack have you found me out at last yes indeed is this another custom nay not to take them unbidden but at night we i question travellers are they for linen washed so i came into you but you were both sound then said i to the little mistress la where's the sense of waking wearied men task them is charles the great dead and would they lever carry foul linen or clean 
especially this one with a skin like cream and so he has i declare said the young mistress that was me remarked donya with the air of a commentator guess once more and you'll hit the mark notice him not marion he is an impudent fellow and i am sure we cannot be grateful enough for your goodness and i am sorry i ever refused you anything you fancy you should like oh are ye there said l'espigle i'll take that to mean you would fain brush the morning dew off as your bashful companion calls it well then excuse me tis customary but not prudent i decline quits with you lad stop stop cried donya as she was making off victorious i'm curious to know how many of ye were here last night a-feasting your eyes on us twain twas so satisfactory a feast as we weren't half a minute over it who why the big mistress the little mistress janet and me and the whole posse comitus on tiptoe we mostly make our rounds the last thing not to get burned down and in prodigious numbers somehow that maketh us bolder especially where archers lie scattered about why did not you tell me i'd have lain awake bo sire the saying goes that the good and the ill are all one while their lids are closed so we said here is one who will serve god best asleep break not his rest she is funny said gerard dictatorially i must be either that or knavish how so because the three fish pay me to be funny you will eat before you part good then i'll go see the meat be fit for such worshipful teeth donya what is your will i wish that was a great boy and going along with us to keep us cheery so do not i but i wish it was going along with us as it is now heaven forfend a fine fool you would make of yourself they broke their fast settled their score and said farewell then it was they found that marion had not exaggerated the custom of the country the three principal women took and kissed them right heartily and they kissed the three principal women the landlord took and kissed them and they kissed the landlord and the cry was come back the sooner the better never pass the three fish should your purses be void bring yourselves le sieur credit is not dead for you and they took the road again they came to a little town and donya went to buy shoes the shopkeeper was in the doorway but wide awake he received donya with a bow down to the ground the customer was soon fitted and followed to the street and dismissed with graceful salutes from the doorstep the friends agreed it was elysium to deal with such a shoemaker as this not but what my german shoes have lasted well enough said gerard the jest outside the town was a pebbled walk this is to keep the burghers feet dry a walking a sundays with their wives and daughters said donya those simple words of donya one stroke of a careless tongue painted home in gerard's heart oh how sweet said he mercy what is this a gibbet and ugh two skeletons thereon oh donya what a sorry sight to woo by nay said donya a comfortable sight for every rogue in the air there's one the less afoot a little farther on they came to two pillars and between these was a huge wheel closely studded with iron prongs and entangled in these were bones and fragments of cloth miserably dispersed over the wheel gerard hid his face in his hands oh to think 
those patches and bones are all that is left of a man of one who was what we are now excusez a thing that went on two legs and stole are we no more than that how know ye he stole have true men never suffered death and torture too none of my kith ever found their way to the gibbet i know the better their luck prithee how died the saints hard but not in burgundy ye massacred them wholesale at lyons and that is on burgundy's threshold to you the gibbet proves the crime because you read not story alas had you stood on calvary that bloody day we sigh for to this hour i tremble to think you had perhaps shouted for joy at the gibbet builded there for the cross was but the roman gallows father martin says the blaspheming old hound oh fie fie a holy and a book learned man ay donya ye had read them that suffer there by the bare light of the gibbet drive in the nails ye had cried drive in the spear here be three malefactors three roues yet of those little three one was the first christian saint and another was the saviour of the world which gibbeted him donya assured him on his honour they managed things better in burgundy he added too after profound reflection that the horrors gerard had alluded to had more than once made him curse and swear with rage when told by the good cure in his native village at eastertide but they chanced in an outlandish nation and near a thousand years agone more de ma vie let us hope it is not true or at least sore exaggerated do but see how all tales gather as they roll then he reflected again and all in a moment turned red with ire do ye not blush to play with your bookcraft on your unlettered friend and throw dust in his eyes evening the saints with these reptiles then suddenly he recovered his good humour since your heart beats for vermin feel for the carrying crows they be as good vermin as these would ye send them to bed supperless poor pretty poppets why these be their larder the pangs of hunger would gnaw them dead but for cold cup-purse hung up here and there gerard who had for some time maintained a dead silence informed him the subject was closed between them and for ever there are things said he in which our hearts seem wide as the poles asunder and eke our heads but i love thee dearly all the same he added with infinite grace and tenderness towards afternoon they heard a faint wailing noise on ahead it grew distincter as they proceeded being fast walkers they soon came up with its cause a score of pikemen accompanied by several constables were marching along and in advance of them was a herd of animals they were driving these creatures in number rather more than a hundred were of various ages only very few were downright old the males were downcast and silent it was the females from whom all the outcry came in other words the animals thus driven along at the law's point were men and women good heaven cried gerard what a band of them but stay surely all those children cannot be thieves there are some in arms what on earth is this donya donya advised him to ask that bourgeois with the badge this is burgundy here a civil question ever draws a civil reply gerard went up to the officer and removing his cap 
a civility which was immediately returned said for our lady's sake sir what do ye with these poor folk nay what is that to you my lad replied the functionary suspiciously master i am a stranger and a thirst for knowledge that is another matter what are we doing ahem why we dost hear jacques here is a stranger seeks to know what we are doing and the two machines were tickled that there should be a man who did not know something they happened to know in all ages this has tickled however the chuckle was brief and moderated by the native courtesy and the official turned to gerard again what we are doing hum and now he hesitated not from any doubt as to what he was doing but because he was hunting for a single word that should convey the matter ce que nous faisons mon gars mesdames nous transvasons you decant that should mean you pour from one vessel to another precisely he explained that last year the town of charme had been sore thinned by a pestilence whole houses emptied and trades short of hands much ado to get in the rye and the flax half spoiled so the bailiff and aldermen had written to the duke's secretary and the duke he sent far and wide to know what town was too full that are we had the bailey of tool writ back then send for five score of your townsfolk was the order was not this to decant the full town into the empty and is not the good duke the father of his people and will not let the duchy be weakened nor its fair towns laid waste by sword or pestilence but meets the one with pike and arbalest touching his cap to the sergeant and dona alternately and t'other with policy long live the duke the pikemen of course were not to be outdone in loyalty so they shouted with stentorian lungs long live the duke then the decanted ones partly because loyalty was a non-reasoning sentiment in those days partly perhaps because they feared some further ill consequence should they alone be mute raised a feeble tremulous shout long live the duke but at this insulted nature rebelled perhaps indeed the sham sentiment drew out the reel for on the very heels of that royal noise a loud and piercing wail burst from every woman's bosom and a deep deep groan from every man's oh the air filled in a moment with womanly and manly anguish judge what it must have been when the rude pikemen halted unbidden all confused as if a wall of sorrow had started up before them en avant roared the sergeant and they marched again but muttering and cursing ah the ugly sound said the civilian wincing les malheureux cried he ruefully for where is the single man can hear the sudden agony of a multitude and not be moved les ingrats they are going whence they were de trop to where they will be welcome from starvation to plenty and they object they even make dismal noises one would think we were thrusting them forth from burgundy come away whispered gerard trembling come away and the friends strode forward when they passed the head of the column and saw the men walk with their eyes bent in bitter gloom upon the ground and the women some carrying some leading little children and weeping as they went and the poor barons some frolicking some weeping because their mammies wept gerard tried hard to say a word of comfort but choked and could utter nothing to the mourners but gasped 
come on donya i cannot mock such sorrow with little words of comfort and now artist-like all his aim was to get swiftly out of the grief he could not soothe he almost ran not to hear these sighs and sobs why mate said donya art the colour of a lemon man alive take not other folks troubles to heart not one of those whining milksops there would see thee a stranger hanged without winking gerard scarce listened to him decant them he groaned ay if blood were no thicker than wine princes ye're wolves poor things poor things ah donya donya with looking on their grief mine own comes home to me well-a-day ah well-a-day i now you talk reason that you poor lad should be driven all the way from holland to rome is pitiful indeed but these snivelling curs where is their hurt there is six score of em to keep one another company besides they are not going out of burgundy better for them if they had never been in it marchand va they are but going from one village to another a mule's journey whilst thou they are no more courage camarade le diable est mort gerard shook his head very doubtfully but kept silence for about a mile and then he said thoughtfully ay donya but then i am sustained by book-learning these are simple folk that likely thought their village was the world now what is this more weeping oh tis a sweet world humph a little girl that hath broke her pipkin now may i hang on one of your gibbets but i'll dry somebody's tears and he pounced savagely upon this little martyr like a kite on a chick but with more generous intentions it was a pretty little lass of about twelve the tears were raining down her two peaches and her palms lifted to heaven in that utter though temporary desolation which attends calamity at twelve and at her feet the fatal cause a broken pot worth say the fifth of a modern farthing what hast thou broken thy pot little one said gerard acting intensest sympathy Hala, Belgar, as you behold and the hands came down from the sky and both pointed at the fragments a statuette of adversity and you weep so for that needs i must Belgar, my mammy will massacre me do they not already with a fresh burst of woe call me jeanette tu it wondered but this that i should break my poor pot Hala, fellet il donc mere de dire courage little love said gerard tis not thy heart lies broken money will soon mend pots see now here's a piece of silver and there scarce a stone's throw off is a potter take the bit of silver to him and buy another pot and the copper the potter will give thee keep that to play with thy comrades the little mind took in all this and smiles began to struggle with the tears but spasms are like waves they cannot go down the very moment the wind of trouble is lulled so donya thought well to bring up his reserve of consolation courage mami le diable est mort cried that inventive warrior gaily gerard shrugged his shoulders at such a way of cheering a little girl what a fine thing is a lute with one string said he the little girl's face broke into warm sunshine oh the good news oh the good news she sang out with such heartfelt joy it went off into a honeyed wine even as our gay old tunes have a pathos underneath so then said she they will no longer be able to threaten us little girls with him making our lives a burden 
and she bounded off to tell nanette she said there is a theory that everything has a counterpart if true Donya, it would seem had found the mind his consigna fitted End of section thirty four